It's time for the Apple Watchcast. Study shows Apple Watch can predict COVID diagnosis. More car companies rumored to be talking to Apple. Blood glucose monitoring in development for a future Apple Watch. AirTags coming soon. And the Apple Watch reaches 100 million users. Plus reviews of Belkin Boost Charge Pro 3-in-1 MagSafe Charger. Shape a scale and wellness app. And all about non-invasive glucose monitoring. This and much, much more. It's all coming up next on the Apple Watchcast. The Apple Watchcast is brought to you by the wonderful support of our Patreon subscribers. Become a patron of the Apple Watchcast, and for as little as a dollar a month, you can help us keep producing this show and get a little something extra in return, like access to bonus episodes, Apple Watchcast gear, and even be a guest on the show. So check out our page at patreon.com slash applewatchcast to subscribe and become a patron of the Apple Watchcast. And I want to give a shout out and thank you to Jeffrey Barkley for your donation to the Apple Watchcast. Thank you, Jeffrey. We really do appreciate your support. This is the Apple Watchcast, episode 367, recorded Saturday, February 13th, 2021. Hey, how about that Apple car? It's time for the Apple Watchcast. Apple Watchcast, a podcast dedicated to the Apple Watch. It's time for the Apple Watchcast, where we talk about any and everything Apple Watch. Apple's most personal and healthy device yet, and the number one watch in the world. I'm your host, Tom, and joining me is Vincent. Welcome to the show, Vincent. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, good Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a little different today. Uh, also joining us is Chris. Welcome to the show, Chris. Thanks, guys. And don't forget your uh, significant others tomorrow. That's right. It's ha- it's happy Valentine's Eve. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also just a reminder uh, of the Valentine's Day activity challenge for tomorrow. Yes, sir. 60 minutes of exercise to get the medal. I've so. already got... Uh, 80 today. Oh, oh, wow. Can you apply what? Can you apply that to tomorrow? <laughs> I'm going to see if I can do that. Well, I, I went and did the gym, yeah. and then I played like 40 minutes of drums. And, and I'm telling you, man, it, kick, it kicks butt on the activity. Yeah, see, we need we need the, the, the rollover. Yes, you definitely <laughs> need that. We got to have rollover calories. I guess uh-huh. it doesn't work that way, I guess. Um, but – uh, well, well, Tom, you, yes, go you ahead. got it. You got it, so they can change the 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 goals. All right, so so one thing at a time. That's right. Yeah, we'll we'll get there eventually. Um, mm-hmm. Now, Chris, I don't think it applies to you as much, but to Vincent, are you getting ready for the weather this week? Well, we've covered all our plants, and uh, <laughs> okay. that's pretty much the extent, <laughs> and cranked up the heater. Yeah, and yeah. it may not be that bad for anyone else who's used to this, but down here in South Texas. We don't get cold temperatures like this very often. And this one looks pretty bad because it's not just going to be one day. It looks like almost a week. It's all week. Of below Mm -hmm. freezing, which is not good for how things are built down here. No, not at all. Our homes are not typically weatherized for freezing temperatures, uh, specifically, as you mentioned, um, your plants, but also water pipes. Mm -hmm. Uh, And since freezing temperatures are such a rare occurrence – most of the pipes are exposed outside, no insulation. 
And there's nothing worse than having a busted pipe and flooding when things warm back up. So, yeah, yes. I've, I've wrapped the outside faucets. My sprinkler system's drained. You know, pipes are covered. The pool pumps Dri- run all drip night. Drip your water. Yes. All that. Yeah, everything has to be done. Plants brought into the garage are covered. You, you know it's going to be cold in Houston when you look down the street and you see old blankets and sheets all over there <laughs> <laughs> covering all the plants. But, yeah, we're supposed to have snow, I think, on Monday, at least two inches, ice, mm. a low of about 9 or 10 degrees. So uh, I actually looked it up. The coldest temperature recorded here in Houston area was 5 degrees in 1930, six degrees in 1989. No kidding. And seven degrees in 1989. So we're going to get pretty close to that. Wow. I thought you guys would get lower temperatures than that for a record, but that's... No, that's it. That's wow. the, That's what we're used to. That's how warm we're used to being, you know? So... Well,
And I was done with this style of band from them or Apple, so I didn't really need one uh, mm-hmm. since they did refund me pretty promptly. Well, they must listen to the show. <laughs> uh, it was, Or it was quite a coincidence because two days after the show, I received a replacement band of the right color and size. Wow. So yeah. thank you to Ninth Company for that excellent customer service and going the extra mile. I do appreciate it. I will let you know how this goes uh, and how I like it. I'm wearing it right now. Um, good. And, uh, you, need, you need a reset, Tom. You need a reset on those bands because they are good. <laughs> so far, so good. Uh, but I'll, I'll keep you uh, mm-hmm. updated with that. Um, but, yeah, there's nothing but rumors this week. Speculation, scoop, reports. Yeah, yeah. True. You know, Trusted mm-hmm. sources, leakers, whatever you want to call it, patents, <laughs> nothing but educated guesses. So, yeah. Looking not, into the future. It, it, these are the fun shows, right? Mm-hmm. There's nothing really that substantive to talk about, but um, we'll, we'll get to it anyway. Um, all right. So first up here, let's see. Uh, this is pretty interesting because we had talked about this earlier uh, and not necessarily this. We talked about this before COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was the idea that the Apple Watch with all these health sensors could one day perhaps predict or tell you if you're getting mm-hmm. sick. Mm-hmm. And apparently this was a study done by Mount Sinai uh, that found that the Apple Watch can predict COVID-19 diagnosis up to a week before any testing is done. This is a, a peer-reviewed Journal, uh, see, peer-reviewed Journal of Medical Internet Research, and they found that wearable hardware, specifically the Apple Watch, can effectively predict a positive COVID-19 diagnosis up to a week before current-based, uh, like nasal swab tests, can uh, discover that. And I love this. The investigation was called the Warrior Watch Study. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so they used a dedicated Apple Watch iPhone app and participants from their staff. Uh, and it required them to use the app for health data monitoring and collection. Asked that they fill out a survey, I guess, every day. Feedback mm-hmm. about their possible symptoms, uh, including stress. Um, uh, and then they enlisted several hundred healthcare workers to participate. Collected data between, let's see, April and September. Uh, and the primary biometric signal that they discovered was watching the heart rate uh, variability, HRV. Mm. It's a key indicator of strain on a person's nervous system. It's amazing. Isn't that incredible? Yeah, and, and, yeah you know, I thought that was cool. We had talked about this, like I said, even before COVID, when we first started talking about the heart monitor and all that, how that was, we could kind of see that direction going. Mm. that the watch could be used for this sort of thing. And I love the fact that now it's been proven. And as we get more and more sensors on the watch, I think it's going to get even even better. Mm -hmm. Um, Because what's really interesting is this is something you wear all day long. It's not like you just take a test when you already feel symptoms. It's too late. This could actually predict it. Uh, Because heart rate variability – is now correct me if I'm wrong. That is between heartbeats. Is that correct? The variability is what happens between heartbeats that it's measuring. It can be all sorts of things. I mean, I guess right because we have the the ECG in there as well, right? I mean, there's the okay. the spacing and then the how hard it's working. 
Right. So I guess um, it's all of those yeah, things. Yeah, all of those right. things. Yeah. I would guess, yeah. Combined is what's doing You know, what's it. interesting is the, uh, the other couple of weeks ago, I was going to bring this up, but uh, I came across an article that said that uh, your heart rate, uh, your resting heart rate, everybody's resting heart rate went mm-hmm. up a little bit because uh, Apple decided to remove, or this is accurate, remove the readings when you're asleep. Um, oh, you know, you're wearing when you're asleep. So it was kind of right. it was like that little bit of a delta there. So, but if you are mm-hmm. now, it knows that you're sleeping, and so it'll adjust for that. Mm-hmm. That's okay. interesting. Yeah. That, now, what about if you have an older Apple Watch? If you have I don't an know. Older system is not really <laughs> I think tracking. It's a software thing, but we'll see. But yeah. okay, it knows. Yeah. Mm, okay, but not if you don't wear the watch at night. Right. If you're not wearing the watch at night, then the variability. Measurements. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and as I was reading this, if you'd say, how do you think the Apple Watch would predict COVID? I wouldn't have guessed heartbeat, heart rate. <laughs> yeah. Would you? No. I'm surprised that, uh, you know, your heart can. Yeah, you know, exactly. Yeah, it responds to, to, to your body's needs. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, therefore. Well, that's uh, something we talked about, I think, earlier is the fact that when you're when your body is under attack, and this mm-hmm. is before you even feel symptoms, your your body ramps up its defense, which will right. affect yeah. your heart. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But not to the degree you would ever notice it, at least initially. Mm-hmm. And that's what it can detect so much earlier. Uh, it's pretty exciting. That's very exciting stuff. Um, we'll keep track of that as as time goes by but i can see yeah, this just, yeah for, yeah uh, the day where your siri says go, go see the doctor <laughs> yes exactly yeah, it's why not it's like you know you get an alert on your watch that says uh not to alarm you but you may have symptoms of you know pre-covid yeah. mm-hmm. please please get a test uh and and isolate that's the other thing about this is this would allow um Healthcare officials to to pretty much monitor people remotely without even having to see them, mm. right? And oh, they, yeah. they could yeah. isolate them much sooner, which would help prevent the spread. And and not only COVID. I mean, COVID is obviously on our minds right now. It's such the uh, a big threat at the moment. But other types of uh, issues, other types of disease and things can possibly be be done this way too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's a very exciting stuff. Hey, mm-hmm. one one day if it can do PSA testing because mm-hmm. you know that's that's big for men over what forty five and fifty, right? Holy moly! Imagine if it could do something like that. I would never have to go to the doctor. It would just tell <laughs> me when I need to go. Like you said, Vincent, you don't have to do your yearly checkup. It would tell you, hey, you should probably go, or you know, maybe in the next thirty days you should do this. That that'd be great. Yeah, I mean, this is the the beginning of what we called um, what on Star Trek the the. Uh, a tricorder. A tricorder, right. Yeah. 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 The tricorder could instantly tell. Uh, you know, guys, I don't, I'm going to tell you something. I don't think I've ever watched an episode of Star Trek. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I've never said that to you guys ever. So I'm saying it now. Oh, I've my goodness. I've watched the movies. I've watched the movies, uh, but I've oh, never okay. watched an episode on t- the TV with William Shatner. Oh, the old, so, the so, old oh, original. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that one, Dr. McCoy had a little tiny device that was. It wasn't that big. It was like round, I think, like a cylinder. No and he would yeah. just wave it over someone and you hear this weird sound. And then he'd look at his handheld device and it would tell him exactly what was wrong with someone. 
that's what I figured. I mean, I, and I think he's had it in a couple of the early on movies. Mm-hmm. And, and so, so I knew what you're talking about, but I just had to fess up because you've said it probably 50 times on this yeah. show, and I've never fessed up that I've ever watched. <laughs> yeah, this. I mean, in the later stuff, I guess they lay down on a medical bed, and the bed, you know, has screens yeah. above it that tell them everything about the person. Um, but yeah, this is getting close to that. We're getting <laughs> we're getting some neat stuff. So it is. It's great stuff. Great data. And and we've talked about this many times. The thing here is the studies can be done so much faster because you're getting so many more people in a a much more compact period of time and a wider range of data. I mean, who could ask for more than that as a a researcher? Right. It it, it Mm -hmm. is pretty exciting to see where this is going to go. Yeah. And we'll get get there. There's some other stories here that kind of fall into that. Well, I guess we can maybe maybe get to that now, but – when you realize this is from, I think, 9to5Mac, says this is according to an analyst, uh, Neil Seibart uh, at Above Avalon, says there are now more than 100 million people wearing an Apple Watch. That's amazing. That is quite mm-hmm. spectacular mm-hmm. Uh, in, in the five short years that the watch has been out. Makes me wonder why we don't have more listeners. But uh, <laughs> it makes me feel not so good, actually. There's 100 million people out there that can listen to this show. Um, TikTok, Tom, they they also have to TikTok. be podcast listeners. So there's an there's intersection there. <laughs> okay, but still, come on. Um, anyway, uh, pretty amazing when you think about that. And then the other numbers that kind of blow you away is the fact that there's 1 billion with a B, billion active iPhones in yes. the world, which means one in 10 mm-hmm. has an Apple Watch. Yes. And what's more exciting than that is what's left on the table, right? For the growth of the Apple Watch is that other 90%, right? Um, mm-hmm. It's funny. In one of these articles that says one in 10 iPhone users use an Apple Watch, I think one of the comments below was how it would be reported is like a headline that says, uh, disappointing 90% of iPhone users do not have a watch. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that, yeah. Yeah, you can, you can turn that either way, right? The information. Well, that's a story from 2015 versus 2020. Remember, 20, 2015, there was every story about the Apple Watch was it sucked, it's yes, terrible, yeah. bad idea. So that's a story from six years ago. But I get it. I, I get how I, I read that comment too and kind of chuckled. Yeah, and then there's a chart that... Um, I think this was from um, was it Paul Thorat, uh his page that shows the growth of the Apple Watch installed base mm-hmm. from 2015 till now, and it's just this perfect mm-hmm. hockey stick up. <laughs> and um, and they say th- this is what's out of the hundred million, thirty million of those was this past year. Oh wow! Yeah. So. There's something happening, and I, I think it has to do with with um, everybody being, you know, quarantined, and mm-hmm. the launch of Apple Fitness, and all of that. I think is just kind of coming together this past year, and and the fact that Apple continued to have a low cost version of the watch, um, and with the health sensors, you know, all of that. I think you you, you put all that together. I think that's why it had such a surge. Um, that's pretty. Incredible. Yeah, it, it became the gift to give also. I mean, that was yes. one of the big things that uh, I remember back in the early days where, you know, you're, you're in a conference room, you look around and only a couple of folks will have it. Mm-hmm. And then now it's like everyone has it or on the dinner table, practically 
everyone in my family has one except for, for the, the, the young men. But like, uh, it just reminds me of a time where, you know, we, the team was heading down for lunch and I was trying to catch up with them. The person that I texted was the person I knew had an Apple Watch because <laughs> I knew that they would <laughs> they, they would feel it on their wrist rather than like right, taking the chance right. with somebody who has it in their pocket. Right? It's a phone. Interesting. Yeah, and Interesting. It, it used to be a um, – and we used to mention on the show all the time. It used to be pretty amazing to see someone in public or on television, maybe on a mm-hmm. show or a movie. Oh, yeah. yeah they had an yeah. Apple Watch. Oh, that's an Apple Watch. But now it's yep. no big deal. What it's I was watching the other day, Stephen Colbert – who was an, I think he had, mm-hmm. like right. us, one of the first Apple Watches. And he's still wearing it. I saw him the other day, uh, the other evening. He had one on. He had a, um, he had the, 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 uh, sport loop, the sweatpants, sweatpants of, of <laughs> Apple Watch bands. And he had the same color. I recognized it. It's, I have, I have that exact one. And he wore it a couple of nights in a row. It's like mm-hmm. he's not changing the band. Right. I'm going to tell you how to get more listeners, Tom. Yeah. Use the Twitter, the, the Apple Watchcast Twitter tweet. So I'm not a Twitter guy, by the way. So I'm going to see all the wrong words. So people don't <laughs> laugh at me. Okay. Hashtag him or oh, yeah. you know, tweet him. Yeah. Include him and put the put the uh, the link in there. Yes, yeah. I should. Well, I'm, I've been, you, you saw him on TV and here, listen to our podcast. And, and boom, we'll, we'll get more viewers. Well, that's the other listeners. interesting thing is he's a big podcast guy. Mm. There you go. He loves podcasts. Um, but I need to tell him. Look, you need to to change up the bands here. Yeah, <laughs> you know we're you're 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 slacking off here. We're seeing the same one. You're getting lazy, just like everybody else. But you're on television. You need need to look sharp every time. So, mm. ask him his, his wrist size for solo loop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm going to tell him to stay away from the braided. No. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Tweet him, Tom. I'm telling you. It'll, I, I it, might. It will, we'll explode. Yeah. yeah. Or if anybody out there listening has a connection with him, let him know we want him on our show. A quick 10-minute interview, no big deal. We just want him on the show. Ask him all about his experience with the Apple Watch. Mm-hmm. See if he does it. Um, all right. Uh, what? Oh, this is another huge story. Won't go away. Won't die. Doesn't involve the watch, but uh, it's pretty cool for Apple, and that's about the car. Okay, we're still talking about the car. We talked about Hyundai last week. This week, we're talking about Nissan. <laughs> so apparently, mm-hmm. Nissan has signaled that they are interested uh, in an, in cre- working with Apple on a car. Um, so that's kind of funny. You hear all those reports, and Nissan's like, uh, um, "Over here, hello. <laughs> mm-hmm. we, we'd like to partner with you," um, but uh, apparently. This came from um, there on a conference call. Their CEO, uh, somebody asked them about the whole Apple Hyundai deal, and they said, "Yeah, we'd we'd lo- we love to take on new initiatives, and we'd we'd love to work with them." Now, Nissan makes the Leaf, which is mm-hmm. one of the uh, you know talk about a high production uh, uh, volume, at least of electric vehicles. They've been doing it for quite a while, um, and then also in in conjunction with this, there's there's been a report. That Apple, you know, may be in discussions with other or multiple Japanese car companies. Um, apparently, up to six firms are in active negotiation. Uh, Honda and Mazda did not comment, but Mitsubishi said no; they're not talking to anybody. So, who knows what's going on? Hmm. 
good stuff. I mean, yeah, I, I'm I'm excited about it. Mazda would be an interesting partner, wouldn't they? What was that? They're just someone who's been around forever, but kind of needs a big boost <laughs> as mm. far as people don't even realize they're still around. You know, <laughs> I mean, they're. Yeah. They're, they've always been there, but they've never had really breakout hits of their vehicles, you know, that makes it as as common as Honda and Nissan yeah. and others. But yeah. they, they, had a, they had a little blip in the late 80s, early 90s with some of their models. But you're right. Oh, yeah. Other than that, mm-hmm. other than that, it, they've been kind of the car. You know, I mean, it, they're they're they've been there forever. They're reliable, but but they're not, super, you know, super sexy cars. Right. That's why I started thinking about who might have some of the sports cars I have. You think about who Apple might partner with, um, and and that brings up another report that came out from Bloomberg this re- week. They kind of uh, kind of assembled a list of all the people or companies that Apple might work with on a car that they could partner with. And what's amazing is the first thing they mention is Foxconn, and they're saying you know which makes fo- the mm-hmm. iPhone and a bunch of other mm-hmm. stuff for Apple. Uh, and the evidence they say is that Foxconn unveiled its electric vehicle chassis and software platform last year, designed to help to make uh, car makers bring models to market faster. And they're going to release a solid state battery by 2024. Interesting. Hmm. And then another yeah, poss- possibility is a company called Magna. They're based in Ontario, Canada. Yeah, they're a huge company. Yeah, and currently they have relationships with BMW, Jaguar, Land Rover, mm-hmm. uh, and they produce a variety of car parts. And yeah, they um, do. So yeah, they're, they're big. And then a third one here is a European automaker called uh, Stellantis. Stellantis, mm-hmm. uh, which is mm-hmm. facing a sales slump, and they're thinking that they might be someone that Apple could partner with, but. Regardless, what I'm thinking may be going on here is Apple may be sourcing things from a lot of different vendors here, right? Just like they do currently. That's what Apple does best is to take parts from all these different places and bring them together and put them together in such a way that they create these incredible products. Same thing with a car. They may source things from everybody and put them together in their own plant, right? Yeah, that's, that, what, that's what I was just going to say. The, yeah. the plant part of it's the big part, Tom. I mean, right. would they would they co-source and co-build in a plant, or are they building their own plant? I mean, that's got ten zeros after it, right? So, well, they so talk, it's it's a big investment. They talked about investing three point six billion dollars in a plant. Yeah, yeah. in Hyundai's. I right? saw that. Yeah, yeah. Lucky. Yeah, I don't think Apple's not going to go to Hyundai or Nissan or anyone and say, "Hey, take this car, change the body design to look like this, and put our logo on it." That's not going to happen. Yeah, right. Apple's right. going to redesign every part of that car. Yeah, it's going to be a special what, type of aluminum. Yes, aluminum. <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's going to be a three D printed. Um, <laughs> no, I, I think I think um, that's when that's when you're going to see the, the 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 rumors up because when they start building a massive factory somewhere, that's that's hard to hide, and that's when you know it's coming. Oh, sure. So so it could come pretty quickly. Um, and then it matters, you know, if it's if it's electric, will they have the batteries? You know how that'll work. But but no, I, I look, I think it's exciting, and I'm in the market for a car right now. My my car is nine years old, still in really good shape because I really don't drive that much, even before COVID, it went to and from the airport and stuff. So I don't wear cars out. But I'm in the market for a car. And I'm like, I don't think I want to get one. I want to wait four or five years, yep. you know. And yeah. 
So, so, so I'm really excited, but I think it's just on the cusp. I just need another three or four or five years and then I'll be able to (laughs) really get something cool. Well, you know, when I think about this, I get, it's pretty exciting because think about what Apple did just building their campus. Okay. Mm -hmm. The design of that building, even down to, and we talked about it, even down to the door handles, and the the type of wood that was used and where it was sourced and all of that, take that level of detail and put it into a vehicle. I mean, wow. Think about their stores too, mm-hmm. right? Those wood tables and stuff they have made. Imagine the, the, the wood grain accents inside of an Apple car. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, just how they would do door handles and windshield wipers. Everything would be – Would it have door handles? Done differently. Who knows? Would it need door handles? You know, who knows? Yeah. They can design. Would it need windshield wipers? Maybe as a new way of uh, repelling water. <laughs> yeah. It would be interesting because um, how they handle consumables is like tires and windshield wipers. <laughs> are, they're going to be interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. And whether or not, uh, you know, how, where would you buy new tires? And what, what would they be? Where would you dispose of them uh, in terms of the environmental footprint? Right, uh, right. Uh, it, solve that problem too. Yeah. Well, think also yeah. back to what Apple has done with the watch. With the Apple Watch, Apple didn't just build a watch. They made their own materials, for goodness sake. Their Mm -hmm. own aluminum, right? Their own version of the stainless steel and everything else are mixed and created specifically for Apple. They would do the same, I think, with this car. All the materials in this vehicle would be custom made, Mm -hmm. uh, I would think. Um, And think of the soft goods stuff like the bands, Apple didn't just use regular bands, right? They've created new mechanisms, new new ways of creating bands, new uh, fabrics, new everything. So, yeah, so it's, what do you it's think, neat. What do you think – I don't want to get way off track. It's just something to think about. Mm-hmm. Who's the target market? Is it the the people that are going to spend seventy five dollars to $100,000 on a car like the, the upscale Teslas? Or you think they're going to try something that's mass produced that's you know thirty to thirty five, where most cars are now? When it comes to what you need, I think that's the key too, because when it comes to a car, you're going to pay like an Apple premium, or you're just going to pay for a really good car that is electric and fully automated, et cetera, et cetera. Well, I think you can just look to what Apple's done in the past. Look at the phone, look at the watch. There's high end and there's low end, right? There's both. There now, even the low end, some people would say is you know premium priced for because it's an Apple they, product. Same thing with a car, right, I would right. imagine. Yeah. And and they've come out with the premium first, and then come out Always. with the low end second. Exactly. So, so it'll be interesting. I, I, so we'll I, have a gold one. Yes. <laughs> yes. Solid you will. gold car. You will. <laughs> You'll just walk up to the car if you have an Apple Watch, and it's just gonna it's gonna start. Like in your twelve degree weather, you're gonna have this week. You better go out and start your car a couple times a day just to keep it going. You know, in in this car, it'll just do it itself. They'll say, "Oh yeah, if the weather's cold. I'm just gonna warm it up for an hour or fifteen minutes, I should say." You know, while I sit here and oh, the weather's coming, I better I better ping Chris and let him know it's coming. I mean, it could do so much. It could uh, be your home hub, right? It'd be your but your, it's, your, it's, your mobile home hub. It's all the little details of things we don't think about that when Apple does it, you're like, oh, okay, that's the problem. I didn't really even realize that they solved that no one else had had done. And, mm-hmm. and, and as a point, an example is when we talk about Mazda. I used to own. I, I had uh, two six two sixes. Back, back in the, the 80s, early 90s. And one of the things about this car that sounds silly, but I saw no other vehicle that did this. You know the air conditioning vents 
Mm-hmm. When they blow on you, you have to turn them away if it gets too cold or too hot, right? You have to adjust them. This had oscillating vents that you push a button and they automatically rotated left and right. So it cooled the entire cabin of the vehicle and never you never stayed on you unless you wanted it to. Oh, nice. To freeze you. And it's such a small touch, such yeah. a small thing. Yeah. And I think about what Apple could do with a car, with things like that, would be fantastic. They would push the entire car industry forward, you know? Oh, certainly. Yes. Yeah. That's that's well, exciting, too. I think, I think um, you know, the car industry, if, if there's ever a, a slow burn change to change, it was the car industry, mm-hmm. except now. And, and uh, I mean, GM said they're going to be totally, what, electric in 2035 or something? Yes. Um, I mean, there's movies made of, of the big three squashing uh, innovation. Oh, hmm. yeah. They have a history they, they of just, that. Yeah. yeah, they just can't do it now. So so that's the exciting thing. I think it's an industry that's just lost a lot of innovation due to the size of the companies. Mm-hmm. But my gosh, um, you know, I, I would I would buy an electric car tomorrow if if it was a price a little better and a little more history of the cars. I would do it, right? Because I'm excited about you know doing something a little different with my vehicle. Yeah. So you mentioned that uh, Tucker and DeLorean are two that come yeah, to mind that that exactly. had huge innovations in the vehicle yeah. itself, and all done by a single individual trying to start their own company, and both were pretty much squashed by the big three. And um, the variable uh, windshield wiper. There's a movie about that. Yeah, just about that one item. One about that one yeah. thing, and I think the guy, the guy's family, is still getting residuals today from the, the the design. But I mean, it was just you. You watch those movies, you're like, oh my gosh, I've just let innovation take over. We'd have, we'd be so far ahead today than we we are. Yeah. What amazed me was the Tucker was the first one that had seatbelts. Seatbelts. Yeah. Yeah. And no, and the, it would cost too much for them to put it in all their vehicles, so they they fought it. You know, but stuff like that. Um, anyway, I, it's it's all speculation it may never happen. <laughs> Cuz you know Apple, but it's uh gonna, it's fun to talk about, man. This is A car's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's exciting. Um yeah, to be the ultimate Apple product. Um what else? Okay, this is also pretty exciting and I think uh Vincent, I think later on in the show for what you like you're going to talk a little bit more about this, but uh we have an article here that says Apple is developing a new terahertz radiation sensor tech for non-invasive glucose monitoring for the watch. So it, it's using terahertz electromagnetic radiation mm-hmm. without the need to draw blood. Sounds dangerous when you use the word radiation, but I know it's not. <laughs> uh, and, and it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a series actually of four different patents that Apple has, has uh, filed for. And what's very interesting is that nowhere in any of those patents does it mention the word glucose or the word blood sugar. However, they all use systems uh, using absorption (laughs) spectroscopy, thank you, that's hard to say, Uh, which is a non-invasive system for glucose monitoring. Yeah. All of this is just goes to say that, that with four of these patents and the fact that they keep coming up, means Apple is definitely trying to create something here to to do this. Um, right. And I, I can't wait. It's going to be amazing if mm-hmm. they can get it to work. Yeah. I, 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 it's, it's something that there's, there's a, like you said, there's a steady drumbeat 
And uh, if he comes in the seven, it's going to be, you know, a huge um, change in the way that we leverage our our medical devices. There's so many, there's so many, I don't want to get into that, but there's so many different uh, folks that are trying to chase this, uh, this market. Um, But Apple, Apple probably has a tech to do it. I think they do. And um, I I was very high on the fact that that might be in the seven. Mm Mm-hmm. But after reading some of this, not so sure. <laughs> it's a it's a ways off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, they're working on it. Uh, I'm sure that they're going to test with the sensors and the type of things that they can get. They can get. You know, if, if you're going to put that in there, and then figure out, okay, what can we read um, with the hardware, and then adjust the software to accommodate for different types of uh, you know diagnostics. Right, and at this point, we don't know if this is still all just in the conceptual stage or if they've mm-hmm. actually done physical work on any of this. Mm-hmm. So that's why I say I'm not sure about the series seven. Yeah. Um, but from, from the, the drumbeat of all of these patents coming out over the past year made me think that that was on the horizon. Uh, but maybe it's a little bit further. Yeah. Um, it's probably in the same category as smart bands. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. No, don't do that. <laughs> We're never going to see those. Uh, <laughs> but this uh, this particular um, technology, non-invasive, is also, they said, not just for monitoring glucose, mm-hmm. but could also uh, detect skin cancer and other skin disorders. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So again, Fantastic. very yeah. cool, very exciting yep. uh, future for the Apple Watch. Uh, yeah, you talk about one in 10 – uh, out of that billion, I think things like this will 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 make that number climb definitely. Uh, I will, and we're going to have some uh, tough predictions when we do our show, like in May, when we do the <laughs> predictions of yes. Worldwide Developer Conference and the seven. Because I've read a couple stories that came across my reader this week around here's what's going to be in the seven, and right. this was this was in there, and you're like, well, not sure. Mm-hmm. This year's going to be tough to predict because we've got some major innovation, and you just got to think if they got it done or not. Right. I mean, okay. Um, I can make some. I'll make some guesses. Why not? It's not too early. I'm gonna, uh, uh, <laughs> Tom's not too early. Top ten. Uh, well, not top ten, but my top three or four things that might be in the new watch. Number one was blue blood glucose sensor, but I'm not sure about that now. That may not happen. But I do think it'll have a new design for the first time. That the Apple Watch will have flat sides to it for the five G connectivity. Mm. All that yeah. talk of wireless stuff they've been doing inside the watch, changing right. everything yeah. around, is going to yeah. allow them to make the watch slightly different in in the way it looks. And they right. have to in order to get the 5G connectivity. I also think you may see a fingerprint sensor on the crown, right? Mm. They have it, don't they, on um, I mean, iPads? Yeah. On the iPad. How hard would that be? To put it on the a crown or on the button, mm-hmm. either way, you just touch it. Maybe it's just on the button. You touch it, and it's mm-hmm. for the first time we will have a fingerprint sensor on the watch, um, and possibly new uh, case material that they may come up with something else to make the watch out of. Those are my top ones right now. Uh, anything yeah, else? See, I don't know. So two of the two of the ones you just mentioned were in that article. Um, oh, were they? Okay. The glucose and the new form factor for the antenna. Yeah. So those two right. were in there. Right. Um, 
Yeah, I've heard some rumblings that it may have a new look this year, but we'll see. Anything else you guys can think of that might be in the new one coming up that I missed? Hmm. And, and and the other bigger question is if this was – okay, forget the blood glucose. I'll say that doesn't happen. If it's just the 5G and the new style and fingerprint sensor, is that enough to get you to buy a new watch? Well, it's the battery know. life and speed too. I mean if, they, if yes. they, we were saying put the antenna into the glass and everything else, it becomes much more uh, battery efficient. Okay, so uh, longer battery. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so yeah, like being able to wear it for longer periods of time without having to charge it. So that I can, you know, you can do the sleep monitoring and everything else. So basically, it, the watch will have a new sensor. It's just going to be for a fingerprint <laughs> instead <laughs> yeah. of a health yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Well, that, well, that sounds like enough for Apple to do a new watch on, you know, to get people to to upgrade from, let's say, the 3 or even the, the 5, 4, right? 5G, 5G more battery life and one new health thing would get a lot of people to upgrade. Yeah. yeah. 5G and um, new battery life, you have to think about it. Although right. I buy one every year, it doesn't matter right. for but, me. But, but, but I think the new design might get people to do it too. Yeah, it might. It will catch people's eye and it offset things a little bit and change it up a little. Nothing yeah. wrong with that. Yeah. As long as it's not like new Coke, right, or something like that. But uh, no, the new if, Coke design. Well, but, but, if, uh, if, if they – Change the design and the old bands don't fit. That would be like new Coke. That'd be like yes, new Coke. That would. That would yeah, be a yeah. huge mistake. Or they'd be an adapter. It'd <laughs> 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 be a dongle. Oh no! Yeah, no. Oh my god! They're, after after the billion tweets that would go out, right? Um, oh, you need an so. adapter for your watch, and then your band doesn't fit because it's too big now because the adapter's uh, too long. And Stephen Colbert would be mad because he wouldn't want to change his watch band. <laughs> Yeah, that uh, – oh, I didn't even think about that. That's pretty funny. But yeah, that would be the new new Coke of Apple Watch uh, if they changed the band connection. Uh, they know they're stuck with that for mm-hmm. yeah, probably forever. Exactly. Um, that's the first design point of every year. Don't change the band. Yes. Yeah, that's the first thing they say. Um, another thing that's um, rumored, since we're all we're talking about here is rumors and reports and speculation – is uh, once again air tags, <laughs> and now according to our uh, friend uh, uh, Ming Ming Chi Kuo, or actually no, this comes from John Prosser. Sorry, from John Prosser, he's saying that the air tags are on schedule for a March launch along with the new iPad Pro. I could have probably made this prediction because <laughs> it's on the horizon. We know it's coming, and that's their next big launch of products. Is, is next month, believe it or not, March. Uh, oh. We should have a new – because that's when the new iPad Pros usually are released. Yeah, true. Yeah. Um, and apparently for the iPad Pro, we're talking about uh, mini LED backlighting to, that would be on the 12.9 uh, iPad Pro first, followed by the 11-inch later. For, for what reason? Uh, it offers increased brightness, improved power efficiency, oh, oh, and a lower lighting. risk like of lighting on the burnout. back. I don't want. Okay. Oh no! <laughs> I misread that. <laughs> like, like, why would you want to light up the back? Big flashlight. Well, I can buy those on Amazon and stick them on the back of my All iPad right. right now. Little LED lights. Yeah. <laughs> control that with a remote control. That's funny. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, that's apparently better than OLED, right? Mm. Mini LED. Um, at least for battery and everything else. Mm. Uh, but yeah, that's on track. And unfortunately, that's one I've been waiting for. There's a new iPad Pro, but um, we'll see. Uh, and then the 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 AirTags. I mean, huh, <laughs> that's, it's been the running joke that they lost them. <laughs> uh, and can't find them because they didn't put an air tag on their air tags. But uh, you know, at some point it has to be released. I understand the reluctance during everybody being in lockdown. Still, kind of, uh-huh. what's the point? You know, who needs? You're not really traveling that much. You're not. There's not that big a need if you lose something. But these just have to be released at some point, right? So I'm trying to get, wrap my head around this. Is it? Are they just trying to go after tile? Kinda. I mean, is it just folks are just misplacing things i mean uh, and, or, or at least this is meant to fill that gap where you don't the device can't um phone home over wi-fi so it's it there's got to be a a bigger use there's this there's some i mean apple yeah. doesn't release something that you 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 might not want they release things that you didn't realize you needed and so i'm like i question trying to Put my finger on where AirTags are going. That's true because every Apple device, at least these days, mm-hmm. can phone home. You're right. On yeah. their own. They don't need a tag on them. Um, but maybe it's more combined with the whole um, – what was it? We, we talked about these a long time ago. The, the whole – I forget the name of it, the technology, but the fact that you could locate something within a room – Mm-hmm. Not just yeah. a rough location. You know, if I look on on Find My right now, half of my devices are in my front yard or my neighbor's sure. yard. Sure, sure, sure. This is like within the room. That's how detailed it can get. Mm-hmm. Then it becomes a little more interesting because that's something I don't think Tile can do, right? I don't think so, yeah. Even with Tile, it's, it has to triangulate based upon like other um, radio antennas that are around it, Wi-Fi or whatever. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, have you guys ever had Tile? I mean, I've never had it. No. Have you ever I had them? Never have, no. I, I've okay. experimented with them, but yeah. not not much luck. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, you're right, though. There is, there's, We're missing something here. Mm-hmm. And these reports, I believe the reports. I think that the, the product does exist. I think it's been ready to be released, and they've been holding back. Uh, yeah. Maybe part of that puzzle isn't done yet. Yeah, I'm wondering whether or not that they are going to be added worldwide. You know, like if you're a store owner or you're just maybe mapping out a, a run or a track, you put these tags, these everywhere. And so now devices are actually pinging against them. And then it it will basically read an air tag that's nearby and actually, we'll we'll have much more accuracy in terms of your location and everything else, right? So instead of having to ping Wi-Fi radio towers, et cetera, to to locate you, um, so now AirTags become this prevalent, uh, basically a mesh of sensors throughout the world, which is, mm-hmm. which yeah. is crazy. Yeah, it is crazy to think about. Even within your own within your own home, we talk about how many devices we have. Mm-hmm. Imagine if the AirTags. Yeah, can can basically hijack the signal of all of those devices to know exactly where they are 
you know, and therefore exactly where the AirTag is within the room. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. your phone is on the desk, your yeah. compute laptop's over here, whatever, it, it knows the room then, right? Mm-hmm. And it knows the room, but it knows where you are. It reads both ways, right? I mean, it, oh, yeah. Yeah. So if a store had all these AirTags everywhere, they could tell, you know, it's the same thing the whole Bluetooth technology before, where, you know, like if you're standing in front of a, a display for a while, you start getting ads for that. You know, so. <laughs> oh, no, no, we don't want that. <laughs> no, that's 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 Facebook's version of AirTags. <laughs> that's <laughs> totally true. Oh man, yeah. Speaking yeah. of which, man, talk about a war. Facebook and Apple. Mm-hmm. They're yeah, they're at each I'm other's surpri- throats now, aren't they? I'm surprised you didn't have a story the last couple of weeks. I'm like, these things are flying up all over the place on my feed. Well, okay, there is one last story we can talk about. Facebook is planning an Apple Watch competitor. Yeah, that's that's a good one. For as soon as 2022, uh, that will focus on health and messaging. Um, they're going to include a cellular connection, so it, it will work without a smartphone. It'll have tight integra- integration with Facebook Messenger, but health features could be uh, compatible with fitness platforms like Peloton. Mm. Uh, however, <laughs> consumers trusting Facebook with health data may be an uphill battle. I think that's understating it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as far as the OS, they're saying it will run Google Android, but mm. that Facebook is also developing its own OS for future wearables. Um, Facebook went down this route with the phone, right? I mean, yes, phone? completely yeah. died. Um, yeah. I think, I think this is all just them trying to say, "Oh yeah, well, you know, it's kind of another shot at Apple because Apple's really hurting them right now." They are, yeah. yeah Apple's it, got a little bit of the high road on on certain things. The comments on this article are brutal. Uh, I'll yeah. put a link in the show notes. It's nine to five Mac. Not a single person thinks this is a good idea. Yeah, I think I think for anyone listening, just go to the comments. It's, oh my it's goodness! Some of the best comments you'll read. It's kind of like it's kind of like Facebook comments, Tom. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and and what what I think is amazing here is either they just want some press for this, or maybe this is just kind of a trial flag to see is this a good idea? Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> I think loud and clear, nobody's going to wear this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, there, people Face are just watch. The, what. Yeah. What'd you call it? The face watch. The face watch. <laughs> um, wait, you watch, would think you would <laughs> watch Facebook. What? You would think they would do some intense market analysis before they did this, and and it would tell them something. I think but, this but, is a part of it. That's what it is. It's just kind of like a uh, a test signal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a, a trial balloon. That's what it yeah, is. Trial balloon. That's right. Trial balloon. <laughs> You know, that's the finger well, in the wind. Which how, is this going to work or not? And mm-hmm. I think it's a resounding no. Well, the one guy that talked about this is a terrible idea for human man, humankind. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of sells tells it all. <laughs> well, I think what, the part of the feud here, the backstory of this is you know with Apple's new privacy uh focus and the the fact that it will tell you what apps are you know accessing your data that's all that's how facebook makes its money and for mm-hmm. whatever reason they don't want people to know how much data they're actually giving right and apple's all about being open about this uh because their their revenue is not based on data 
Yeah, exactly. It's, it's yeah. brilliant. Yeah. It was actually a brilliant move. At it whatever was. point in time, yep. Apple decided to diverge from from all this data collection to to help them with you know market research and products and all that to understand their consumer. At whatever point they diverged and and planted their flag and said we're going to stand for this, brilliant idea. Because when you look at Google and you look at Facebook, that's that's how they make their money, mm-hmm. right? If they're if you don't pay for something, the you, you are the product, right? I mean, right? You're you're right. <laughs> that's what they want. Um, nothing's free, and uh, yeah, it's just it's it's interesting to see this go back and forth. This is just one little salvo in that war. Um, I don't think Apple has much to worry about at the moment. No, I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, even if they came out with one tomorrow, uh, I don't think it would put a dent in Apple's market share. As we just talked about, a hundred million devices already out there, right? Yeah, and and plus they have the whole infrastructure of of all the all the other Apple devices that it connects to with apps and infrastructure and all that, and right. that, that wouldn't have anything. And that that's always been a negative for Apple is the walled garden, but it's also a positive in my mm-hmm. at least in my experience. But yeah, all too. right. Anyway, don't want to end on a downer here but i think that's the end of the stories right is that it well it's not it's not a downer story yeah. for apple well no not for apple but it's not really exciting hey how about that car and <laughs> <laughs> how, how about that yes, car sir yes, <laughs> all right um let's move on to what we like this week oh, wouldn't it be cool if Hell, the car ahead. can like change colors and stuff you know uh, and that, you know, you buy a car with a color, and an Apple car, you can just change your color. Well, okay, change your face, change your what, your car face. So on the um, on the Apple Watch, it's the bands. Change mm-hmm. the bands and change the watch face to give it a completely different look. What would it be on the car? Change? They have different color wheels or what? I mean, uh, they'd have to make that illegal because if someone was, like, you know, in a high speed chase with a cop and they can change the whole look and feel of their car and just pull over <laughs> and a cop would go right by it. <laughs> no, but there'd, there'd be air tags on them or. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that what the air tags are for? Is it for the car? I think oh, that's I'm right. excited now. Heck yeah, Tom. Yeah. Change your car it's, face. It's It's the color. It's the design yeah. oh yeah I'm, I'm wondering i'm wondering how you charge this thing is this a lightning lightning port or <laughs> it's, it's, it's that, that video i sent you guys where it picks up the car and slaps it onto a magsafe right. charger yeah and Get somebody garage retrofitted somebody else had the car upside down of course with the like the yeah. mouse you know the yeah. charging but um that's funny yeah that's it's it's it, it's fun to talk about uh don't know when or what? Oh, man, can you imagine once we get confirmation? How I mean, that's a whole nother podcast, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It just, would be, yeah. Just yeah. all about the car. Yeah. Wow. You can you could make a mobile podcast. You just drive around the country in your car. <laughs> yeah, you could, podcast. couldn't you? You yeah. the, the whole podcast is nothing but a test drive. Yes, yeah, exactly. You know, like cars. Peaks <laughs> <laughs> like and cars. I like Speak that. For yourself, please. I like that. <laughs> uh, and then we could talk to comedians and we could drink coffee. Oh, no, that's something else. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I'm in. Just chalk me up. I'm in, guys, when you want to do that. <laughs> okay. Well, first you have to have a car. It's pretty high. Uh, oh, shoot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to, to buy into that podcast, you really got to spend some money. Um, all right. Let's move on to what we like this week. Uh, Chris, why don't you kick it off? Sure, Tom. So um, – Quick backstory. I, you know, I like to accumulate points on my Vitality app so I get uh, money off my healthcare. So that's my motivation. 
for most of my workouts, by the way. So I accumulated 50,000 points in the app. And they're like, would you please go buy something? I'm like, all right, I'm going to go buy some. So I bought a bunch of um, Amazon gift cards. And then I, I came across this scale called a Shapa, S-H-A-P-A. And I'm like, hmm, that looks cool. Plus you get points for weighing yourself. I'm like, oh, that's even better. But then I said, okay, but you got to get a yearly subscription for the data. I'm like, I don't like that, but I had enough points to give me a free year. So I said, I'm just going to try it. And the thing showed up. And if if you Google Shapa, it's a scale with no numbers. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of designed by this guy, Dan Airely, who's a professor at Duke University. Dan Airely? Yeah. Yeah. Do you know Dan? Um, You know Dan, Vincent? I've read all his books. Have you really? Yeah. Oh, a behavioral. Did you know that he sh- he, just sh- he just shaves half his face? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know oh, that. I okay. You have to explain that. You can't just leave that. Just Google. Uh, <laughs> just Google Dan Ariella talking about Shapa, and you'll sh- it'll come up on a YouTube video of an uh, interview on on uh, Fox in the Morning, and he's mm-hmm. got half his face shaved. So I don't know. It's it. So it tells you about his personality. But but um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but this scale has no numbers. It doesn't weigh you. Um, and I think there's a way to get your weight, but it's probably buried in there so much. So I'm not going to go into an in-depth detail review that take 15 minutes. But, but basically what it does is it gives you colors. And green means you're maintaining your weight. Uh, blue means you're losing weight. And there's various, uh, various levels of blue. And then there's gray, you're gaining weight. And there's various levels of gray. So it, it wants you to you set the date, the time that you go on, you go weigh yourself. And there's an app on your phone. Uh, but there's also an app on your watch, and that's where I was kind of getting to because this is the Apple Watch cast. But there's a um, – uh, I'm trying to open – I had the app open and I, on my watch, and I, I didn't, and it's closed. So I'm kind of wasting time to get there, and there you go. All right. <laughs> okay. So um, it's got a lot of neat things, actually. It, it, it keeps track of how you how you feel. You know, it asks you questions and wants you to commit to – you know, eating better and, and, and exercising more. And you can set up little um, progress of, of missions, they call it. You know, so um, I haven't really dug into the missions very much to see if it links into anything that I can already do so I don't have to retrack it here. Um, but then it also has the color. And by the way, you can share your color on Facebook if you'd like, and I'm not going to do that. Um, but the big thing is, as I said, you just you get on there and and – um, there's no numbers. You stand on there. It tells you you're weighing, and then it says congratulations. You know you're maintaining. It's and it gives you some motivational message around that. I've been green every time I've done this. And I've, I think I've, I just did my 25th weigh-in, so I've had it about oh, wow. a month. Um, so so uh, you know that's good. I haven't gone um, negative or positive, but I don't know what the variance is. I'm going to read up and see what the variance is, and when you're, you know, how much weight do you have to lose or gain to change colors, but. Um, this guy, uh, Dan Ariely, mm-hmm. uh, he he talks about the behavior side of it, the, and that's that's obviously it's his his profession. And you know, numbers can can demotivate you or, or or artificially motivate you, and colors and and verbally motivating you is better. So um, so let me get to the the watch app. There's four things in here. You just open up the app, and you can weigh in. So you have to kind of um, register you're going to weigh in by opening the app on your phone or opening the app on your watch and just hitting the weigh in and then stand on the scale and it does it for you. Um, 
the the watch watch app also has your missions. So if you pick a mission around exercise or food or health, it, it shows it here. I don't know if it tracks it yet. I haven't done anything yet, but it's it's it's. Um, but actually, on the watch app, it says, "Please go to your mobile app." Um, soon you'll be able to track your missions on your watch. So I don't think that's enabled yet. Uh, it shows your color. Your, you know, I'm green. And then it shows your age. So through all the data it collects and the data you put in, it, it tells you how old you think you are or how old it thinks you are, you know, your, your physical age. And my age is on the, on the shape of scale is the same age I am in real life. So I guess that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so anyway, it doesn't think I'm a lot older than I am. So anyway, it's kind of fun. Uh, I've had it a month now, and you know I'm I'm getting points toward my vitality. It's it's kind of different. I keep thinking, well, I wonder how much I weigh. Well, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to do this for a year and see what it comes up to. And if I if I start going gray, I know I better start doing some things differently. And hopefully, I'll start going blue because I mentioned last week I've gained like a little bit of weight over the the coronavirus uh, time, but but nothing crazy, even with uh, the terrible diet I have. So. If I could just fix the diet, I'd probably be blue. So anyway, I went way off track, but that's my my review this week is on the Shapa, Shapa scale and the the watch app. That's pretty cool. So instead of with the Apple Watch, you're using activity rings in colors to motivate you. This is using color instead of numbers mm-hmm. to motivate yes. you with your weight. Yeah, correct. That's, that's a neat idea. Talk about yeah. behavioral science. I mean, understanding that are you deviating from your normal variance? I mean, like a number is something that you get pinned against, right? It's like you, right. for your age, for this weight, for whatever, you should be here. But like, what's normal for you? And are you deviating from that? And should you be staying in a certain you know range? Um, it, that def- definitely keeps you on track. I think that's the the intention. Right, yeah. and it you're right because the old model of of weight, ver- you know by age and height and all that, they're all different, every one of them. Mm-hmm. And yes. you never know what to believe. And I always had this question. It's like, if you, let's say you weighed the same amount since you were an adult for most of your life, and then you start working out like muscle, you know, strength training, mm-hmm. and you start building muscle, isn't your weight going to go up mm-hmm. instead yeah, of down? Desert. Which yeah. according Actually, to the yeah. charts, you're going to be wrong. You're going to look like you're overweight. You know, uh, that's why this is kind of interesting. It is. Of course, the same it's thing a, would happen here. You'd go into the gray if you suddenly started to gain a lot of muscle, wouldn't you? You would. And so it's not a cheap scale, by the way. I mean, I got it with points because, like I said, I had mm-hmm. like 50,000 points built up. I never bought anything on the online store. But if you bought it, it's like 100 and some bucks plus a yearly subscription. So it's it's not cheap. But mm. uh well, but I, thought I figured I'd try it for a year. The plan includes the scale, though, doesn't it? Not mine. Oh, this says, uh, let's see, six months is $96, uh, 12 months is 120 and 18 months is $162. It says all plans include shape a numberless scale, daily personalized missions, individual programs, up to seven ah, members, good, good, lifetime good. warranty, free shipping, 30-day money-back guarantee. Okay, that's great. Um, I didn't go on their website. That's good. That actually is better pricing than than they put in the, you know, I, you know, I went to the Vitality app store and that's where ah, I bought this and okay. I put all the prices in there. Mm-hmm. So obviously that's that's a better offer that you can get right from from Shapa if you go and buy the services. So did you do the uh, what plan did you do for a year? A year, year plan, okay. right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, interesting. I, I like the concept. That's pretty cool. Yeah. 
Uh, and it has a nice little watch app, you know. I'm sure they'll keep it up, updated and, you know, you can use it. And you actually use it to to do your weigh-in, which is nice. So you don't have to, you know. It's so much better than the scale that tweets out your weight. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> have you seen those? <laughs> no, I don't want any part of that thing. <laughs> no, they do. They, they, they shame you into to getting uh, a better weight. You have no choice. You get on there, it beeps, and off goes the tweet. So... Oh man! Yeah, can you imagine? <laughs> Sorry, some things are private. <laughs> All right, uh, cool. So Shapa, I'll put a link in the yep, show notes for that. Um, Vincent, uh, you got a little more info for us on blood glucose this week, right? Yeah, I do. I mean, I wanted to just kind of take a step back and kind of dig into this whole thing around blood glucose monitoring and you know who is it for and 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 just some just quickly draw the differentiation between type one diabetics and type two, um, you know, type one is for folks that, that this is what it's intended for. It's this continuous monitoring because those are the folks that, um, the kidney, uh, sorry, not the kidneys, the pancreas is not working like the way it should be. And so it's not producing enough insulin. So you have to inject, uh, synthetic insulin. So you, if you, if you don't have enough blood sugar in your, uh, in, in your body, you could just basically, you know, die so that's it's not a good thing it affects about 1.6 million people in the u.s and with the the other side the type 2 is something that is more related to you know uh, obesity uh exercise um things that you know apple is already working really hard to make sure that you don't get in the first place and that affects about 30 million people and about 70 million people in the u.s are also pre-diabetic according to the cdc so there's the, the, the continuous monitoring will definitely uh, help them as well in terms of understanding if you have a spike in the amount of uh, you know blood sugar that you have, uh, so that you can you can take an insulin shot. But then the folks that it is a life and death situation for, um, which is kind of interesting because it's it like Nick Jonas popped up in the 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 uh, as a Dexcom commercial in the middle of the Super Bowl, right? I mean, it's, 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 it's led to a bunch of controversy because it's, it's a big deal. I mean, folks have to constantly prick themselves, uh, from an, an invasive perspective and always try to get a blood measurement. Um, and so it's, 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 it's not something that, uh, you, you want to constantly do. Um, so there's a whole bunch of devices out there that are under skin, like the, the one that Nick, Jonas was was pushing that come that actually attaches with a needle in under your skin so it's subdermal but it is a there's a the trans there's a transmitter that sits on top of your skin that then speaks to your your, your devices um, but the, the the science around like this um, non-invasive optical diagnostic techniques this is what that study that we were drilling into um, written by those three ladies uh, Javid. Uh, Futohi Gazvini and Zakari. I want to make sure that they, they they get credit for all this. I mean, this this is a, a really interesting study to make sure that uh, they're they're digging into near infrared uh, spectroscopy, which is 750 to 2500 nanometers wavelengths, or what they call just uh, you know for short NIR or NIRS. And it's very similar to the blood ox or pulse oximetry that we have you know today on the watch. Um, so it's either going to send out uh, the signal and either there's two ways of using it, right? You can beam uh, uh, the, 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 the sensor, the, beam the light through your, your tissue and the sensor picks up on the other end. And as in, in terms of a transmissive, how much signal gets through your skin, 
or how much actually bounces back. And so with, with uh, NIR, you can, you can shoot through essentially about one to a hundred millimeters of skin tissue. Um, so that then then you can either use the reflective, have another sensor on the other side. And I'm assuming that with the the watch, you want to use reflective. So you beam it in, whatever bounces back. And if less bounces back, then you have higher glucose levels. Um, so that, that would be the, the premise, right. And, and, and not necessarily transmissive, which, which they could do technically, which is like, uh, some devices have it, you clip it onto your, your earlobe and it'll send a signal through one, one end, uh, the light beam through one end and then the, the sensor picks it up on the other. And hmm. so there's two ways of doing it. I'm not, I'm assuming with the watch, it would be the reflective, um, but I don't know. I was just thinking about this while I was reading through my notes. I'm like, they could incorporate the AirPods in somehow oh, yeah. <laughs> so, as a part of this as well. <laughs> yeah. So that would yeah. be interesting um, for, for, for them to, to, to include all this in there. Um, so there was a whole bunch of articles that are people are digging into in terms of studying this. And like I said, uh, kind of in my, my preview there, there just hasn't been that much um success around the accuracy and there's a bunch of devices that are out there that that have tried it some of them actually um have um been released and approved by the fda back in 1999 or something like that but its optical sensors were were not accurate so now it's obsolete um and there's there's a bunch of other ones you go down this rabbit hole of of like of uh there's one called gluco watch um, that was made, that was the one that went, 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 uh, um, uh, defunct. It used a process called iontophoresis, so an electrochemical enzymatic sensor that you can put on your skin. And there's a bunch of other ones that are very similar. There's one called the K watch that is also, um, a, a, a technology that reads the, just sits on your skin and their brand is called capsule. And their technology is called skin taste, which is <laughs> interesting. Oh. <laughs> but it, it is also a watch that you wear and you replace the sensor on the bottom of your watch. And it's disposable. It has a bunch of sensors on there. And it's like a patch. And you use it for seven days. So a lot of these things are, are, are consumable. You try it for, you use it for 14 days or seven days or something. Like that. You have to replace it and, and toss it out. So mm-hmm. if, if Apple gets into this, it's going to be amazing to be able to, to, to change the way pe- people use, uh, on a side note, Google actually went into this as well. And they used, um, a, a contact lens they use with Novartis, oh. uh, but they haven't, they haven't picked this up a, a, as well, but you can measure the amount of blood sugar and everything else, um, uh, through the, the, your bodily fluids, I guess, in your eye. So another one, another company called NovioSense did the same thing. Wow. If you tuck it underneath your eyelid, um, oh, gosh. so there's, there's a whole bunch of folks going after this market, like I said. Right, right. Um, and then the article popped up and I was like, terahertz, what's <laughs> yeah. that? Okay. That's another one, right? So, so terahertz sensors, which is a thousand billion Hertz, it is a near infrared range. So it's, it sits between microwave and, and, um, and the, 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 what is it? The, between microwave and infrared. Right. So mm. it can penetrate essentially paper, clothing, wood, walls. Gotcha. Right. It's used to detect pollution. So it's this 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 is a brand new tech 
in terms of uh, a uh, a device, a nanoscale device wave generator that can create these terahertz waves. And but it, just to just to be sure uh, and to clarify to everybody. It is non-ionizing radiation, okay, which yeah. <laughs> poses no human health you know, <laughs> risks. So apparently it's already being used at some uh, airport scanners uh, to detect dangerous substances. Right. So It's radio spectroscopy. Radio spectroscopy, yep. Just just beaming uh, radio electromagnetic waves through you. So the one thing that I was I, I, I realized is, is that electromagnetic waves are all light, right? But there's a lot of light that you can't see just because right. your eyeballs aren't made for it. But sensors can. So there's just the, the whole spectrum is amazing. And microwaves can be visualized um, if you have the right sensors. <laughs> so. Well, and this is, um, yeah, this is really crazy because, it, yeah, you use the word radiation, but it's not. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is radio waves. I got to wonder what this does to the battery on a watch if they did this. Yeah. So yeah, digging into that article at the when they moving to the patent mm-hmm. was that they'd have multiple different angles in which they had measured because the way that the reflective sensors work is if if your watch is not put on snugly or you know it's not contacting your skin or it's moving the light. And the amount that comes back could could create a false signal, right? So they yeah, have to yeah. sample it many that. many times, and yeah, we, and we have that dream. right now with the watch. If it's not on properly, you're not going to mm-hmm. get this the the right activity results or even mm-hmm. heart rate, you know, all that. Uh, yeah, yeah but, exactly. But this would be even more delicate, I think. It would. Mm-hmm. I mean, the blood the blood oxygen is pretty delicate right now. Yes. So this would be probably more than that. Yeah, you can't move. Even the ECG, you can't move when that's being yeah. done. Yeah, it don't um, don't cough or do anything. I mean, just right. got a yeah. fifteen seconds. I still haven't been able to get a um, blood ox like on demand. Really? Yeah, I, I don't know why, but like I, I have the readings when <clears throat> you know in my phone, but I've never had it. Uh, like so, you, you, you do you leave your hand or your arm resting on a table and just hold your finger on it? Yep. And it doesn't work. It never works. <laughs> it always says it's, it's in work. Is something wrong with your watch? I have no idea. No, but like I, I get, I get readings. I have it in my wa- in, in my, my on my phone. It That's says weird. It's fine. Uh, do you have any access to anybody else's watch that does it? I don't, because that'd be a quick way to test it. <laughs> mm, this is true. Yeah, try someone else who's got one. Um, yeah. Wow. Okay. Tight band, loose band, didn't matter, huh? Right. Mm. Hmm. Ah. I don't know if anybody's experienced that, but uh, 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 Vincent, you're not supposed to wear your watch over your sleeve. It's <laughs> <laughs> supposed to actually touch your skin. I don't know if they told you that, but uh, it's, it's pressed in there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, keep us up to date on that. I'm kind of curious about that, but yeah, uh, yeah, that's fascinating. I, I think one way or another, we're going to get there with the glucose thing. It's just yeah. Uh, Yes, I think so too. Yeah, it's there's so many different routes. Um, Maybe Apple contact lenses. You'll get there. Yeah, there you go. The yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you got me it under the eyeballs. I was like, oh, oh, oh. no, it's supposed <laughs> to be glasses, not contact lenses. Apple glass. Remember? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, <laughs> what I like this week, uh, listeners of the show uh, know that I like Apple Watch bands, and I review quite a lot of them on the show. And the other thing I tend to review a lot and have a lot of. Uh, strangely enough, is chargers. 
uh, I realize as I review all these things, I, I've accumulated quite a few chargers, all different styles and types. Well, I've been using a new one. Well, actually, I've been using, uh, prior to that, I've been using the MagSafe Duo charger uh, from Apple on my nightstand and charging my Apple Watch and my phone every night using the MagSafe feature for the iPhone. And it's great. Uh, but as I said at the time, I think it's a perfect travel solution since it folds in half and it's easy to take with you. The only thing I don't like about it is that the iPhone is laying flat. Because uh, I used to have, I'm used to having the iPhone kind of in a vertical charging, it makes it easier to see. And my nightstand's a little bit high, so laying it flat is not really all that great. Well, I saw that Belkin has a new MagSafe charging stand called the Boost, get ready, it's a long name, Boost Charge Pro 3-in-1 Wireless Charger with MagSafe. <laughs> I couldn't wow, call nice. it anything shorter than that, but that's quite the description too. So this stand, it, it has a round base and like a T-shaped stand with a large round MagSafe puck on one side and a smaller round Apple Watch puck on the other side. So uh, both uh, devices charge uh, hanging, if you will, uh, from the stand. Now, so the iPhone attaches with the MagSafe, and it's quite strong. I was a little afraid of it at first that it would fall off. No fear of that at all. It keeps the phone in a perfect angle to view, hands-free. You can also attach it in portrait mode, so you can turn turn the phone and, and attach it that way. The watch charger will work uh, the same angle uh, with any watch band at all because it's you know it's open, it's a loop, including the new Solo bands. You can have those on with no problem. You don't have to remove them. Um, and I like the fact that both the phone and the watch they kind of look like they're floating when they charge. They're just kind of floating up in, in midair. There, it's a pretty nice design. Now, the iPhone will charge at 15 watts, so that's a pretty fast charge. On the, and on the base of this, there's a spot in the middle to place your AirPods wireless case to charge. Mm. And there's a small little indicator light to let you know that it's oriented correctly. So I, I like this stand. It's pretty substantial. Uh, so you can remove the phone without moving the stand. You know what I mean? You can take it off without mm. it, it moving with it. Uh, and that's pretty nice. Um, it comes in a white or black base. Uh, it's on Apple's website, and it's one hundred thirty nine ninety five. So that is that is only ten dollars more than the MagSafe Duo charger was. So the Belkin Boost charge. I'll put a link in the show notes to it. The only negative thing I've noticed on the watch charging part of it. Is because of the angle, and it's just it's a small nit. But I wish I could adjust that. I wish it was you could rotate it, because the way it sits, sometimes the watch will like rotate itself. It'll turn. Mm -hmm. So you know, and and it, the watch seems to be angled further away than the phone is visually. I wish mm -hmm. it, I could adjust it to keep the watch a little more forward, but that's just a small nit for that. Um, anyway, check it out, the Belkin mm -hmm. Boost Charge. It's one of the, the first big MagSafe, do, MagSafe uh, chargers that I've seen. And um, I'm liking this. This MagSafe is pretty cool when you when you use it that way. Mm. Pretty nice. Yeah. Yep. Um, is there anything else before we uh, wonder if Apple Care covers a frozen watch? 
<laughs> no? Okay. Is there a like that warranty out. in the future? Uh, yeah. Uh, I was yeah. wondering about that. If you got your watch wet and then it froze, uh, I guess it would break, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be in trouble. Yeah, you yeah, would. You yeah. don't want that. You'd definitely be in trouble. All right. Well, I'm going to go wrap some more pipes here. All right. Well, that's <laughs> that's all the time we have for this episode. Thank you, Vincent and Chris, for being here. I really do appreciate it. And thank you to everyone out there for listening. If you'd like to support our show, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash Apple Watchcast is a great way to help us to continue to produce this show. So check it out at patreon.com slash Apple Watchcast. Links to stuff we talk about can be found on our website at applewatchcast.com. You can subscribe to us in Apple Podcasts or any other podcast service you prefer. If you have a question about the Apple Watch or about our show, send us an email at comments at applewatchcast.com. Look for us and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. As always, thanks for listening. Stay safe and warm. And until our next show, you're on your own time. Remember to rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts.